Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and I'm glad you're listening tonight. But tonight I got a really special guest with me named Iva. You want to say hello, Iva? Hello. So Iva and I have known each other for over 20 years. And uh, I'm more impressed with a testimony where somebody has served the Lord all their life and stayed faithful to him. A lot of times, haven't you seen Iva? where someone started serving the Lord when they're young and you look back and you go, where'd they go? Uh-huh. All of a sudden they're not serving the Lord no more and you wonder what happened to them. But Iva, um, you want to share how young you are, Iva? I am 86. 86, still serving the Lord in his sweetest pie. So we're going to talk about Iva's journey today, Her, what her family was like growing up, some of the maybe hard times she went through, uh, in her life and how she made it through because I think that's where people learn and in, get encouraged not to give up in their walk with the Lord just because it gets tough. What was your light grow, life like growing up, Iva? I was the oldest of seven. Wow. And um, so the oldest one generally, you know, is the one that gets the most. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> when they're growing up, um, so I got to go with mom probably more than the rest of them. I had a wonderful mother, um, a good father, but a wonderful mother. And um, she had gotten saved when she was 16. And so we were directed uh, to the Lord's way, although I can't ever remember her, her actually leading us to the Lord. Kind of something natural for you. Just grew up that way. Just grew up um, knowing that it was the right way. Mm-hmm. So it didn't get saved until I was 22. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, I would go to Sunday school sometimes by myself because I just wanted to. And um, we had a Methodist church by us and a Baptist church, so you could choose. <laughs> church on every corner, right? So... Um, when I was 11 years old, I had an accident, um, car hit me, and so I was laid up for about a year. Wow. Uh, I have a silver plate in my left leg and, and, and also broke be, uh, below that. And so, um, now I do walk with a cane, but yep. thank God I can walk. And drive. <laughs> and drive. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, um... When I was 20, 20, well, actually, I was married young, and we had Kathy and Jerry, our middle son, Mm -hmm. and I got saved at 22. All right. Knew I was a born-again Christian, and thank God for that, and um, tried to teach the children, take them to church, and do the right thing, and... um, my husband didn't come along with that until he was in his 40s, but he did accept the Lord in his 40s. You know what I was thinking about, though? I don't want to go too far in your story yet, because I bet there's many people out there that have been laid up from an accident. Like you were hit, and then you were laid up for a year. How tough was that? Hard, very hard. So how did you get through that? I think that's an interesting point. How did you get through that time laying in the bed after that accident? Well, um, actually, I was in the hospital for six weeks. Wow. So you had people waiting on your hand and foot. But 
Um, and back in those days, truly, you did get wonderful hospital care. Uh, I certainly can't complain on that at all. It was That was good. Well, when I got home, Mom, of course, had a, a, the rest of the family by then. And so, um, <laughs> you, yeah, you just do the best you can. Were you in a lot of pain during that time? No, no. It, with <clears throat> it, with uh, any of it, I can just tell you truly, I am not in a lot of pain and wasn't in a lot of pain. What was probably the toughest part of being laid up? Not being able to do what the rest of the family and other kids were doing. And, um, yeah, I think it really makes you grow up fast. Oh, I can imagine because you're laid up for a whole year. That's a long time. And and I'm not saying it was uh, exactly a whole year, but probably close to it. And then the effects of it, how long did that accident affect you after that? Well, I I really got along pretty good. My my knee um, wasn't the same as the other one. Okay. And I didn't like that because, you know, girls want their legs to look nice. Nice. But it, I was thankful I could walk and I'm, you know, uh, glad for all that. But... Um, we it, this happened in Muskegon. We were there for mm. two years. All right. My dad uh, worked in a factory actually for two years. He was a cement bucklier, but mm-hmm. at that time there wasn't much of his kind of work uh, available, so he he went to a factory. All right. And um, so we stayed in Muskegon for two about two years. Okay. Actually, stayed in the project that he worked on. Okay. Yeah, it was like a little apartment home. So you said a little bit ago that your husband didn't always go to church with you, right? Oh, no. No, he did not go until he was in his 40s, and he, the Lord began to minister to him, speak to him, and he accepted the Lord in his 40s. He was a changed man. And how about those uh, wives that are out there that have, uh, they go to church, but maybe their husband doesn't, or maybe it's a husband that goes to church and the wife doesn't. Right. So what was the key to the breakthrough of winning your husband over, you think? Just, I just kept praying, and I and a lot of other people were praying, and Bob just began to know that he needed the Lord. Okay. Yeah. So what other things did you go through in your life that you found that were hard, um, Iva? Oh, <laughs> well, you. everybody has different things, but Bob's life wasn't, good till he got saved I'll just say it that way so he kind of put me through my paces okay and a lot of ladies are at that place I know but you you hang in there and you keep on praying yeah. because Holy Spirit is working amen to the Holy Spirit working That's right and I've met your husband well before he passed away I met him and yeah. I got to know the one that knew the Lord that's right so yeah he was a good man Good, he was good to me, and I'm thankful for that. Did you, did you have a lot growing up, or were you kind of a family that lived from week to week? Well, um, probably month to month. My dad was a black, cement block layer and brick layer, so I think sometimes they didn't get paid till the job was done. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but no, we had my grandmother um, had two houses, so we had a house. We had a nice home in Middleville, mm-hmm. and. Um, Always had plenty to eat. My dad always was 
wanted to make sure that we had plenty to eat. He was a good eater, so he wanted everybody to eat good. We had the same thing on the farm. If we didn't have it, we went out to the barn and got it. (laughs) (laughs) So we always had enough to eat because I grew up on a farm. So you have Bob, he's coming back to the Lord. And now what's going on in your life? Well, then we had David. Okay. Yeah. And um, David is now uh, 60. Wow, my age. (laughs) So uh, I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for Kathy as the oldest. And we lost Jerry um, in a car accident when he was 19 years old. So you lost the kid in the car accident. That had to be really tough. That's tough. Yeah. How'd you make it through that? With the Lord's help. Yeah. And yeah, just knowing, you know, that everything is in God's hands. Mm-hmm. You you can't, Gail, we can't do nothing. Oh, God's, no. got, God's got it all planned out. He does have it all planned out a lot more than we give him credit. And sometimes I don't like the path I'm on from time to time. <laughs> have you ever found yourself in that case? Of, of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you and you realize and all that you've got to keep right on trusting because if you get uh, wound up in self, mm-hmm. then well, then it's harder on you. <laughs> well, my grandma always said she always taught me one thing. Her name was Eva Coffee, and she always taught me. She said, "Gail, I want you to remember this: when you don't know the reason why, trust the Lord." Now, I can tell you that's not easy. No. When all hell is breaking loose in your life and someone comes up to you and says, trust God, you might want to feel like not hitting them or something, you know. Because, (laughs) (laughs) But it's actually true in the end of the day um, when you don't have the answers to everything, but you made it through the death of your son, didn't you? What happened after that? Where did you go from there? Well, um, actually... um, Forty years ago, we started with um, TVC Church, Thornapple Valley. Thorn forty Apple years Valley. ago, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think may, might be forty-one or forty-two by now. We'd have, have meetings, you know, yep. and I began to have um, meetings and teaching. And you did the ministry of years, right? Taken through the ministry yeah. of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Healing of years is taking people through that are having a hard time and finding out why they're having a hard time. And if we can, and begin, we get, begin to bring them um, to what happened in their younger years, a lot like spiritual, spiritual care. care. Spiritual yeah, care has yeah. got a very good um, way of teaching that and, mm-hmm. and helping people. And I'm thankful for spiritual care. Just might want to say that right there. <laughs> uh, and you're one of our team members, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. You're our youngest yeah. team member, 86. <laughs> what else do you want to share with people about walking with the Lord? Because you know it's not easy. There are times when the enemy comes and he says, why don't you just give up? Where is God in your situation? Is there anything you want to share with people about how you've stayed encouraged with the Lord all these years? I get into the Word every morning, and I pray every morning. And I have folks that I pray for, and you know it isn't always just about us. It's mm-hmm. about the fact that God's put other people in our life. Mm-hmm. And I pray for them. And uh, one of my biggies is spiritual care. 
Mm -hmm. I pray for spiritual care because I believe this is a ministry that's really reaching out and helping people. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that's my main thing that I would tell people if they're interested in the Lord is to know that he came to save us and by that the cross mm-hmm. and receiving we receive him into our hearts right as right. savior and lord mm-hmm. and um there's nothing like it that's where you got to start gail have you ever experienced healing in your life from the lord oh, yeah. him healing your body can you share maybe that with the people uh-huh well i'll just tell you about one little one one time I um, had a lady minister. Mm-hmm. She believed in in healing, of course, and because uh, that's that's the Bible. Jesus took those stripes on his back before he ever went to the cross, so yep, he wants yep, us healed. Yep. And um, I had this sore throat, and I, I just I, I just wanted the Lord to touch me. Yeah, and so I just began to pray. And I began to pray that, and, and I, as I remember, I had told her to, so she was praying for me. I um, just imagined the Lord touching my throat and really was, was an act of faith, hmm. you know. And he took the sore throat away? Yeah. There was a time when, um, when my daughter was born, was a baby, part of her hip was missing. And so they thought she'd have to wear a special brace, special shoes, a bar between her leg, a frog brace, all kinds of stuff like that. It was in a revival meeting in the 90s with a lady evangelist, Laura Rhoda, who felt led by the Lord to walk into the audience and pick up my daughter and pray. And she was done praying. She handed my daughter back to my wife. And when my wife got home and laid our daughter on the bed, she said, oh my goodness, look at her. Her, her legs are straight. Took her back to the orthopedic doctor. He couldn't believe it. Her hip was perfectly formed. Hallelujah. She didn't need any of the braces. That, and um, she just, uh, my wife began to up, jump up and down and praise the Lord. And the doctor said, Mom is very happy. She's praising the Lord. He's talking into his little dictation machine. And uh, But yet I know there's many people listening to that are probably standing on faith for healing maybe they they're praying for something in their body or they're praying for a loved one or they're praying for a friend and they haven't seen the answer to that prayer that they've been wanting i bet you've experienced that right well in in fact i'm it's now i'm i'm in that now i um really rely on my cane to really get around and i'm I can walk little short distances and do things, and and I do. I take care of myself, but um, I should be able to walk without my cane. Right. That's what you're believing God yeah. for. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And how long have you been praying for that? Um, a long time. <laughs> a couple years, <laughs> huh? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what what else have you seen through your life where you really had to stand on faith and believe God? Do you know, can you think of anything else over the 86 years? Probably a lot of things you're probably having a hard so time many things. picking. What was yeah. one of the biggest things you've had to stand on faith for? Well, this, this, this is a beautiful one. Um, we were coming home from Shipsawana, 
and we got a flat tire, us mm. ladies. And so it was my sister's car, and she um, uh, had a tire. I don't know if, uh, if any of you know, but they put them in a different place now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but I knew that n none of my brother-in-laws <laughs> want to come back down that far to change a tire. I just put my head down and I said, Lord, send your angels. And it probably wasn't five minutes. And here comes two nice young men. I mean, we began to collect up the money. We had $100 collected up with us ladies to pay that. Those guys for fixing that. They fixed that tire for us in no time flat. Wouldn't take a dime, and we wanted them to. Yeah, they fixed it out of the goodness of their heart. That's right. They were, <laughs> they were angels. <laughs> I bet they were. You've heard of that several times. How long did you pray for your husband before he came back to the Lord? Before he came to the Lord? Before he came to the Lord. Well, it would have been... 20-some years. Wow. So 20-some yeah. well, years. Well, no, about 18 because I got saved when I was 22 and he got saved in his 40s. Well, the reason I say that is a lot of people want answers to prayers right away mm -hmm. when in actuality they take time Yes. where um, it doesn't happen right away. And sometimes people tend to want to give up if their prayer has not been answered in a week or a month. Mm -hmm. And there's some things we just pray and ask God for, and they go on for years. And so I think it's important for people to know how to fight that good fight of faith and stuff like that. Right. What do you do when you don't get your answer right away? And what do you do when when you don't? God doesn't answer it the way you want Him to? Well, then what? Yeah, what do you do at that point, Iva? <laughs> what have you done? Well, you you just have to realize God's God and we're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very true. Yeah. God is God and we are not God. That is for sure. But in the end, haven't you seen where things turned out one way and then you realize later how important it was back then that it turned out that way because now you're years in the future and man, are you glad because if it would have gone a different way, your life would have been different, right? Exactly. And you've seen that happen, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, even even here, you know, um, Gail, uh, we shared uh, offices with the doctor for how yeah. long? Many years. Oh, for, yeah, fourteen years. <laughs> uh, now you're, you know, getting up more in your later years. What have been? You went through the death of your husband too, right? Mm -hmm. How did you handle that? What was that like? Well, you have times when you're very lonely. Yeah. But. You just have to keep trusting the Lord because um, you're going to walk steady on your course. If that's what your intentions are to do and that's your desire is to walk steady on your course, you got to rely on him. Satan will come and say, oh, you can do this or you can do that. Or maybe if you did this, that would help. <laughs> you're not being alone. Yeah, he's only going to trip you up. You know, what do you say to the wives out there that lost their husbands? Just keep trusting the Lord, stay in the Word, and keep praying, and keep fellowshipping. That's well, one of the main things. Fellowshipping? Mm -hmm. I, think it's, I think it's important as we get older that we have a mission, don't you? Yes, that definitely. That we, we find out what our purpose is. That's right. Can you speak to that? Has that helped you? Sure. 
um, I, I just feel like the Lord wants me to talk to people about Him. <laughs> and so whenever I get a chance, I like to tell of an answer to prayer or possibly lead them to the Lord. Yeah. And, and the Lord has given me opportunities to lead people to the Lord. Maybe what we ought to do today is we ought to right now give people a chance to accept Christ into their hearts. Maybe, well, first of all, maybe we could pray for those that are having a hard time right now. Maybe we'll start mm -hmm. out there praying for those that haven't seen the answers to the prayers they've wanted or praying for those that are sick and are laid up. Yes. You know, that are laid up and maybe they're depressed because mm -hmm. of their lady. Do you agree with that? Yes. You want to lead a prayer out with that right now? Sure. Father God, right now we just thank you and praise you that we can bring these people that are going through a hard time. Possibly something's happened in their life, an accident or a death. Whatever it is, Lord, we would ask you that you would just put your healing hands on them and help them to receive that by faith, to know that you care and love them so much. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for each one that's um, listening, to each one that has a need, that their needs would be met, no matter what it is. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for those that are thinking about where they're going to spend eternity. And we're asking, Father God, that you would minister to them and show them uh, what Jesus did for us. And Father God, help them to receive and know that this is a real walk that's very precious, that you are getting pre us prepared for heaven by receiving Jesus as Savior and Lord of our life. Uh, that is the requirement. And Father God, we thank you for that. We thank you that you made a way. And then you lead precious people to yourself. And we just give you all the praise and all the thanks that they'll just open their heart and receive you as Savior and Lord of their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're listening and you want to accept the Lord into your heart, just pray after me. Say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior. I confess you as my Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Lord, I also pray for those that are out there tonight suffering under stress and anxiety. Father, you are the Prince of Peace. And we ask that your peace would fill their home now or wherever they're at. In the name of Jesus, I want to thank you today for joining us for Healing Begins. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. My email is gale at, and that's G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. May God richly bless you, and have a good night.